When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Welcome to Financials Podcast. I'm Barbara Ginty, your host, and I am a CFP, so a certified financial planner and the creator of the online financial classes. Today, I have my first guest with me, Emily, and we're going to talk a little bit about her finances. Hi, Emily. Hi, Barbara. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. So tell us a little bit about yourself. What's your job? What's your income? Give us the overview. Sure, sure. So I am uh, 33. I live in New York. And um, I currently work in education, uh, the administrative side, um, and I make um, 87K uh, a year. Well, that's great. Yeah, I guess so. And how have you done so far with savings? Savings and... Oh, <laughs> Favorite um, topic. That, <laughs> right? Um, bane of my existence. I have good faith every paycheck that I will have some something to put into savings, and it doesn't always happen. I have a spreadsheet at home where I plan where everything's going to go. And, oh, well, that's more than most. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, I put I put some in savings the last paycheck, and I was I got to a point like a week later, I was like, oh, no, I need that. <laughs> so it doesn't always work. <laughs> and what about debt? I always like before we kind of delve into what stresses you out about money, but have an overview. So you make 87000 mm-hmm. You make a best efforts to save. And what about, do you have student loans, credit cards? Um, so student loans, I have probably about 9,000 left in student loans. That's great. Good job. What did you start with? I started, um, undergrad was 20 and grad school was five. So 25,000. Yeah. So I'm down to, I'll be done with two loans this year and then I'm just chipping away at that last one. It's got about 7,000 on it. Okay. Very good. So what is your biggest stressor when it comes to money? (sighs) Well, I don't want to use my credit cards. And I would say in recent years, I've had to use them more often than I would like to. But I've been good in the past five months. I have not used them at all. But as a result, I am, I'm still living very much paycheck to paycheck. And you know, five days before payday, I'm like, oh, I have $20 in my bank account. 
You're just like putting that card down and hoping it goes through. Kind of, kind of. <laughs> it's a little bit. Or, of a- <laughs> or I'll just be like, well, I guess I'm seeing no friends. I'm not gonna use the subway. I'm not gonna do anything. <laughs> it's just working home. <laughs> so. so walk me through a week. So where is the money going? Do you think? Um, well, because is so eighty. How long have you been in this role making eighty seven thousand? Um, about a year and a half, two years. And what were you making before that? Oh, I'm embarrassed to say. No judgment. No judgment zone. (laughs) I was probably, um, and I worked at a different job in a different location, not New York City. Um, I was making $35,000 a year. Okay, wow. So this is a big jump with this position. Yeah, it is. Wow. Well, good for you. Thanks. Okay, so walk me through how you're spending your money on a weekly or if not monthly basis. Sure, sure. So... um, So like I said, I use a spreadsheet and I've been using the same one for about five years. Did you create it? No, I got it from a friend, which was really helpful. Um, So I use it every single, I get paid twice a month. And the day I get paid, I pay all my bills. Okay. That's the first thing I do. So um, rent is the the paycheck I get on the first of the month. And all my other bills are the, is the paycheck I get on the 15th of the month. So give me an idea. What is rent versus your student loan payment? Uh, rent is a lot. My student loan payment is probably uh, a quarter of what oh, my wow, rent okay. is. Yeah, per month. So, um, and that's a big difference about living in the city. Where you said before you were you oh, weren't living in New York. Absolutely. Yeah. the The cost of living is so different, so much higher. But yeah, the the paycheck that I got to pay my rent that's those are that's a really tight two weeks until the next paycheck. So um, yeah, you usually don't see me from the 1st to the 15th. So only, only I'm not social during that time. Only available to make plans after the 15th of pretty the month. Much, okay. Pretty much. Good to know. Yeah. So your first paycheck of the month is usually absorbed by almost... Almost, like it rent, yeah. And I probably that, have like maybe $500 Is that left. like 1500 2000 a month? Uh, 1600 1600 Okay, so that's without utilities. Yeah, that's without utilities. That's without all without the Without cell stuff. phone. How much do I pay? Well, so your, that, that first paycheck really just covers your rent, utilities, Pre- kind of more of your basics. Pretty much. Any other costs that I that I owe the rest of the month, I save... I've, I've, I've moved all my due dates to usually the 20th of the month. To right, because make... you're available after the 15th. So I am. I'm available okay. after the 15th, and I can cover my bills after the 15th. So So do you think when it comes down, do you, your ultimate stressor with money is the fact that you're kind of living paycheck to paycheck? Still, yeah. Even with, um, you know... Does the... that surprise you with the increase in income? Yes and no. Okay. Um, I mean, moving to New York, I knew... The cost of living was going to be higher. I, I knew all that, but I, it still kind of blows my mind. This is the most I've ever made in, in my life. And um, I'm still living paycheck to paycheck. And I'm still struggling to put um, money in savings. Okay, so let's see if we can figure this out. What are you putting towards student loans each month? Overall amount? Mm-hmm. Uh, 400 Wow, okay, so that's a big part of your budget. That, it, it is. That will be freed up in the near term. Yeah, I'm hoping by June to have two loans completely uh, paid off um, if I keep on my schedule. So I'll just have one left. Um, And it's really tempting after June, because I know who I am, that extra money, I just want to use it. But I know the smart person would probably put it towards my last loan to pay it off sooner, but I I don't trust myself to follow through. (laughs) Well, what if you split the difference with yourself? So what if you took what you're going to save starting in June and took half of it and put it towards the next loan to get it done. Kind of met yourself in the middle. Uh-huh. I, I could work with that. 
And then you take that. So, so what are you going to starting in June? You're going to have another two hundred dollars a month in your budget. Um, yeah, roughly. Yeah, roughly. So, mm-hmm. what if you took a hundred and put it towards a principal only payment on that last loan? Is that last loan sticking around for a reason? Is it high interest or why? Oh, I'm glad you asked that question okay. because maybe you'll know the answer to this because I don't know. Okay. This loan has been the bane of my existence. This this last one. It was only a ten thousand dollar loan, and I have not missed a payment in twelve years. How do so, you still have it? Exactly. Why is my balance only around $7,000? So in 12 years, you've paid off $3,000? Well, that's what they're telling me. Who and is it with? with um, is it, it Great Lakes or Naviet? No, it's a it's a loan through... Um, it's, a, it's a group in Michigan because I went to school there. And I remember when I was in grad school because I asked if I could defer my loans mm-hmm. in grad school. And that was kind of like a struggle for them. <laughs> um, to understand um, that you were still in school. Well, long story short, I was in a full time program that was a two year program, but um, I, in order to be considered full time to the the bank loan people, I needed to take have at least nine or ten credits per semester enrolled. But my my program was only seven or eight credits per semester. Uh, it was an education um, hybrid program where I was working full-time in the classroom and taking classes at night. Got it. So they did not consider me a full-time student, so they would not defer, defer my loan. loan. But I, I couldn't afford to pay it. Right, because you were working full. We were working right. as part of credit, right. not working to get a paycheck. Right, right. So um, during that time... It was, yeah, that was very difficult. Like I was, I was definitely not making the minimum by any means, but I was paying like maybe like $25 towards it. Cause that's all I could afford. Okay. Um, <clears throat> but and I, this rem- is the monster that is, has actually in 12 years time, you should have more than paid it off. Oh, absolutely. And I'm it- sure I've more than paid $10,000 toward this loan. Um, because after those two years I got right back on schedule again. But, um, I, I remember having conversations with the loan people and I realized all my payments were going towards now. I always forget. There's two. Yeah, okay. So there's principal and You can't the, see this, but she's kind of imitating with her hands that there's two sections of her loan. <laughs> the section over here that's scary and the section over here yeah. that's good. So the two sections are interest, which is what you're paying yes. to borrow, and then principal, which is the amount you, you actually asked for. Yes, exactly. And during that conversation, I realized all my payments up until that point mm-hmm. had only gone to interest. It had not gone towards the principal. Absolutely. And I was like, wait, what? Uh, well, I always like to remind people, the lending, especially when it comes to student loans, in my opinion, it's incredibly predatory, which is why we're seeing some lawsuits happen with the larger lenders. And I just said this to my sister the other day, they are not your friend at all. They are out to make a lot of money and not make it very easy for you to pay it off in an efficient manner. So if I had to take a guess without looking at it, and I'm more than happy to look at it after this session That'd to be see awesome. if I can help you with it, but probably what's happening is they're capitalizing the interest, which is where they take the interest that you hadn't paid and they mm-hmm. add it back to the principal, which is the amount you originally mm-hmm. borrowed. So you said you originally borrowed 10000 Yeah. So let's say while you were in grad school, you accrued... 2500 of interest because mm-hmm. you hadn't paid it, which mm-hmm. is fine. You were working, right? You're mm-hmm. trying to get your higher education so that you could go and get this great job that doubled your salary. Right. Right. So they took that 2500 and added it back to what you originally borrowed, which was 10. So now they're taking 12,500 and adding calculating the interest on that higher amount. Mm-hmm. So you're paying interest on your interest. I that might folks is a dangerous concept. So I think that's what's happening. It might be because I I remember 
uh, kind of being in an argument with them, but also not having the knowledge to back up my, my You're like, I know this is wrong. Yeah, exactly. I don't know why it's wrong, but it feels like you're taking advantage of me. Absolutely. That was the basic conversation. And I was like, isn't there a way that I can put a majority of my payments towards the principal? And they said, they just, just shrugged and they were like, no. And I just did this with my sister the other day, and I'm almost positive that student loans are a federally protected class of debt, which is why they can't be discharged in bankruptcy. And she did the same thing. She didn't, sorry, Erin, but you didn't really listen. Uh, <laughs> had she listened, she wouldn't have been in this situation. What, what her issue was is we, I tried to help her pay off one of the loans, and they said, no, you can't make a principal-only payment, which is my, which it shouldn't be that way. You should always be able to make a principal-only payment, which is why student loans Mm -hmm. are so scary because unlike a mortgage or a credit card where they're clear and there's rules, federal rules around the lending practices Mm -hmm. and to prevent them from being predatory, there aren't those rules in place for student loans. Mm -hmm. So that loan is the one that will stick around after June? Yeah, yeah. I would say probably by June I'll maybe have 6500 left on it or something And you've been like paying that. this for 12 years? Yes. Is this like chained to your leg? Like this loan that will never it, go away? It, pretty much. And I and I promise you, it, I never missed a payment except for those oh, I, no, I believe two, you. Year, two years in grad school I'm not where judging. I would make a payment, but it wasn't the minimum. Like let's say the minimum was $100 No, I'm not judging. Month. I think the, the onus on this is the loan company not giving you... So here's what I think. I think that if we took a look at your loans, which we can totally do right after this, because you really have three loans you're trying to pay off mm-hmm. with a total balance of 9000 Yeah. that $400 a month that you're paying can go way farther if we are more strategic with how the money is applied. Because right now, are you applying it how you want to those three loans, or are they telling you what amount goes to each loan? The two that I'll be able to pay off in June, I know they're going right to principal. Okay. Um, and I've had very little interest accrued on them, which is why I've been able, like, I'm all But those are a different lender. They are all different lenders, yeah. Okay, so, so that... This so, third one is just... So I actually kind of think maybe, once we look at this, we'd probably rejigger it a little bit and put more towards the one that is probably more predatory, the one that you can't get rid of no matter how much you put towards. Yeah. And reverse it. And then maybe rather than finishing in June, you finish in October, but we're done. Because mm. 400 did... It's a a good amount to put towards it. You're right. It's a Um, lot that you're putting towards it in terms of your monthly. So you should be able to kick them all. Okay. You'll have to keep me. You'll have to check in with me because I'll be so tempted to use that extra money. (laughs) No, so I think what we can do if you can commit to like sucking it up a little longer. Oh yeah, yeah. You've already done it. If we could totally get rid of them, which I absolutely think we can with that payment. Yeah, no, you're giving me some hope. Okay, and... no, there's definitely hope. The problem is they're not <laughs> going to tell you how to do it because they don't want you to get rid of it because they're making a lot of money off your interest. Yeah, yeah, they are. It's... Okay, so I think we can probably solve this. You might not be done in June, but maybe let's say you're done in September, October. Mm-hmm. We just have to take a look at the interest rates and what's happening. But I think what's probably happening with that terrible loan is that they're capitalizing the interest, which is... I think you're right on. That's exactly what they're doing. Horrible, because for making on-time consistent payments for 12 years, mm-hmm. it should be gone. It's not a large amount, and your payment's 400. So that's... I know. I know. Terrible. It is But terrible. sometimes it's easier just not to look at it, right? Yeah, I mean, some days I'm, I'm just like... <laughs> it's like being passive-aggressive with mm-hmm. it. It's like, I, I know I should probably, towards that loan, put a minimum of... 125 a month just to that loan because I think the minimum payment is like 70 bucks and some days I'm like some months I'm like you're just gonna get your 70 because <laughs> you suck and I want to I want to go out and have cocktails so you know <laughs> I'm gonna have a drink and not worry about <laughs> and not that. and not worry about you <laughs> I think that and then once you get those paid off you have $400 back in your budget and I know it 
I've been dreaming of that day. <laughs> so many cocktails to be so had. So many cocktails to be had. <laughs> and new outfits. Lots of new outfits. So it seems like your budget is basically made up of rent, student loans, mm-hmm. and then you have very little left over for yeah. what you want to do. Are there any other big budget expenses? Um, I have been really good with not going out to eat or drink a lot. Um, so I always have a certain amount budgeted for groceries. And, okay. I, and I always bring uh, a lunch to work. So oh, that's impressive. Always, always. I almost never go out to, to eat during the week. I probably haven't gone shopping in a while. Like, I don't know where the sudden discipline's coming from, but I, I suddenly have discipline, like, the past, like, maybe five, six months. Uh, but it wasn't always like that. It was always, like, anxiety-ridden, like, oh, my gosh, can I cover everything this month? So, so you're doing good with the budget. I'm doing better. Better with the budget. But it's been a journey. <laughs> Every, everything is. <laughs> Everything's a Just journey. like working out. It's all a journey. All a journey. <laughs> so I think your, your biggest obstacle is really the student loans. Is that what stresses you out the most? Yeah. I just want to be able to not feel like, I think you, you called it, what, what did you call it? Like the... Um, the thing weighing me down, like the egg around yeah. my leg or something like that. <laughs> the ball and chain. The ball and chain, yeah. Um, because I for sure feel like that. And I see my other friends in their 30s, you know, they're traveling, they're doing this and that, and things that I want to do, but I don't necessarily, um, I feel guilty when I invest in things like that because I'm like, oh, but I still have this thing that I, you know. Can't get rid of. Can't get rid of. And, you know, the responsible part of me uh, is like, no, don't do it. Don't go on a trip. I'm like, you're right. You're well, right. so once we kick your loans, which I think we absolutely can do, I'll take a look at them and, and show you how to kind of reallocate the, the monies. And so, you know, because do you know what your interest rates or anything like that is? Off the top of my head, no. I want to say one of them is 8%. Okay, so that's really high. Because just like right now, the banks are paying you zero. Yeah, yeah. So that's a high one. So because money... Can I ask what a... a, Like if I ever need it to get a loan in the future for something, Mm -hmm. what is a reasonable um, interest rate? So right now, interest rates are at historic lows. And it really depends on your credit rating, what they're going to loan to you, which is... If they determine how worthy you are. So banks typically are risk adverse. They take calculated risk. So they don't want to loan to you unless they know you're definitely going to pay them back. Okay. So depending on where you fall with credit worthiness, your rate is either going to be a little higher or a little lower. But so for instance, I just had a girlfriend and she refinanced her loans for a fixed rate of 2.95%. Now that was with a guarantor, okay. so which is different, meaning someone had to co-sign it, which has its own risk involved in it. But I would say that's kind of about where the rates are, somewhere between 2 and 4%. So okay. the way to think about your rate is, I always call it the rule of 72, which is if you're, think about it from the other way, from investments. So if your investments make uh, 7.2% compounding, meaning on a regular basis they're mm-hmm. making that, not simple, your money doubles every 10 years. So your loan rate is higher than that, mm-hmm. which means that if you're not paying the interest, the balance, it will be growing every... Oh, gosh. I know. Oh, my God. That made my stomach hurt. Sorry. <laughs> Let me give terrible. you some more Prosecco. <laughs> Prosecco, yes. That will I will make take it better. It. I will take it. But that's why you want to totally tackle it. It's worth kind of sucking it up for another three to six months and maybe being strict with your budget as you already are, because mm-hmm. then you can totally wipe it out. And then on an annual basis, you'll have almost $5,000 more a year in your budget, which is you could easily take 2000 for a vacation fund and then 3000 you could put towards retirement or Ugh. some sort of savings. Okay. Because we don't want to work forever. No. I, mean, I don't want to work forever. No, no. I don't know about you. And I'm glad you brought up retirement. I know we're only in our early 30s, but like that has actually been a thing on my mind of knowing um, 
not to switch gears from no, go student for it. loans or this anything. This is whatever you need help okay. with. <laughs> but um, just I, I've seen my mom go through like my dad's retirement in recent years and and all of that. So it got me more conscious of of like, oh, I should start thinking about that and and putting stuff away and whatnot. And I have a I have a four hundred one k and I started it about five years ago. But I was just because I wasn't making a lot five years Wait, ago. Wait, so five years ago you started one with your last job? With my last job, yes. Okay, and you contributed at your last job? Yeah, yeah, I contributed. I mean, it wasn't a great deal because I didn't have a lot, but. Um, my hey, under- something is better than nothing. Yeah, I mean, is it true? Because my understanding was um, the thing that we have on our sides as younger people is time. Because right, yes. is that what are they? Because even is though that the I feel interest you're talking about, that's exactly right. Even okay. though I feel old in my early thirties, right? I don't know <laughs> Me too. I don't know why. Before the Where show, that we started. We were talking about how our body aches when we go running, <laughs> and that used to not happen. But we have a lot of time before retirement. And so you don't need a lot of money if you have a lot of time. So you're 100% correct on that. Okay. Because time helps you with compounding of interest. Because as I said, if your money doubles every 10 years, you have a lot more 10-year segments Mm -hmm. at 30 or 33 or 25 Mm -hmm. than you do when you're 55. Got it. Right. Right. Of course. That makes sense. Well, would you say, because I heard someone say this one time, and I'm not a financial person, so I wasn't like able to put it in full context, but... I think they said, oh, yeah, you should always put like 6% of your income minimum into your retirement fund. Is that is that true? or is, So, or is so there... there have been rules of thumb. And I would say one of the rule of thumbs was a little higher, 10%. And I, okay. I would say that I always I don't want to always say there's a hard, fast number of what you should set for retirement. Because if you can't do it, I don't want to discourage people because 10% mm-hmm. might be too high for some people. It's always, as you said, better to get in it and be in the game than mm-hmm. it is to not. Okay. But nowadays with not having pet because not having a pension mm-hmm. and social security being later, mm-hmm. the more that you can contribute to retirement earlier, the better. Okay. Because at some point you might need to stop, right? Like you might get married and have a family and decide I'm not going to work for a few years and not be participating. That's true. I didn't think about or that. Or lose a job. I mean, That's there's true. a lot of different factors that are going to happen because I just feel like as you get older, your life sometimes can be more serious with more adult issues happening. And mm-hmm. so in your 20s, at least in my experience, in my 20s, you can probably suck it up. You, you know, you came out of college, you're used to being on a ramen diet, mm-hmm. right? You can right. put a bit more away. It's not, you know, higher percentage, maybe not as many dollars, but you have that time value on your side. That's true. Okay. Which do you think um, is more important for like a millennial, like 20 something, 30 something person to focus on paying off loans and putting that the money towards that or not worrying that much and be like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to put that 8% towards retirement or what, Well, what so that. for you specifically, cause you're in the home stretch here. We're I, gonna, that's true. You like are, I should have asked this question <laughs> like eight years ago. <laughs> so eight years ago, I would say you have to have a balance. It doesn't depend on how much you have on student loans versus how much you have, you know, you want to get saving. You want to yeah. always do both. But for, for you specifically, you're in the home stretch. So if we can come up with a plan of how to pay off those last three loans, and I want to tackle that one that has been unfortunately mm-hmm. growing for 12 years, um, I would say for you to focus on tackling that. And then now that you have money back in your budget, take part of it for today. So part mm-hmm. of it for that vacation fund that you've always wanted or shopping or whatever it mm-hmm. is that you want. And then part of that will go back into for retirement. Okay. Now, are you in a retirement plan at work? Like I, this job? Yes. Does the school have a 403B? Or... I, I believe so. I believe so. That is a financial term that, that I... Word nobody knows about. <laughs> um, maybe actually... Would you like I'm, me to I'm, explain that? I was about to say. Okay. Please explain it because I, I can't remember... 
you know, so I... So the reason that sounds really complicated <laughs> is because it's part of the IRS code. So okay. those are fun. Well, so, what's, what's the difference, okay, okay, between a 401k and a 403b? Because I may have reversed it because either my current job has a 401k and my last job was a 403b or it was like the opposite. And I didn't know the difference and if I should, if, can you so, And there's them? no reason you should know, that, okay. right? Because the way the code, the 401k versus 403b is really a code in our ta- in our tax code. So okay. if you want to look up information about a 401k, it's the 401k section of the tax code. Okay. That is why you don't really need, I mean, yeah, who, who, is, who has time I mean, to look that up? <laughs> you definitely don't have time, and nor do you ever want to read the tax code because it's no. quite boring. Um, okay, so 401k is typically for a, a public or private company, mm-hmm. and then 403Bs tend to be for skill, school districts or a nonprofit, something along those lines. So your school could be a 403B, and your former employer could have been the 401k. Okay. Same types of money, you're deferring the money for later you're deferring the taxes for later mm-hmm. but since right now you're living in new york city in a high high tax bracket yeah, yeah i know thanks new york city right <laughs> but getting you into the work plan will actually you'll be able to put more money away and you'll miss less out of your paycheck so for instance if you put a hundred into we'll say your four through b mm-hmm. at the school you're not actually going to miss a hundred out of your paycheck really right well because taxes for you to get it through payroll you're going to lose 25 dollars oh, to okay okay i get it does I, that okay. make sense yes okay so I'm wrapping you're, you're my gonna, head around You're going to get 100 in your savings plan. Okay. And you only miss 75, give or take, depending on where you fall tax-wise, in your paycheck. Got it. Okay. So you're already winning. Got it. Because you're you're saving on the taxes. And at least that money will be in the market working for you. Oh, okay. That yes. makes me feel better. Okay. Right. So Thank your you dollar will go that. further. I'm on board with that. <laughs> so what, what were you saying about your mom spending your dad's retirement? Oh, right. So um, the I guess the reason that has been on my mind and the reason that I was like, oh, yeah, I should start doing this because I very rarely get asked about retirement well I mean um I think I I started contributing when I was 27 or 28 so good job yeah something like that but the reason why I was like oh I better get on this is because uh my mom was going through my dad's retirement because he had recently passed away so she was going through all his financial stuff um thank you and um but I watched her go through that process of figuring out what to do with his retirement, and um, she she went to um, an accountant who set her up with a fixed income, and she was mostly a stay-at-home mom, but she did she was in the public schools for enough time to have a small little pension. Okay, on her own. Uh, yeah, on her own, but it's small, and of course, I I believe she'll be get. What age is Social Security now? So <laughs> like you, what, what, the earliest you can collect is 60, 62, it's, you get a reduced amount, a permanently okay. reduced amount. Okay. And then depending on when you're born, it's um, between 66 and 67 now. Okay. Remember when our grandparents talked about it was 65? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've yeah. been rolling it back, which is why for people like us, it's right. going to be even later. Even later. Because they're okay. going to keep rolling it back. And then the latest you can collect is at 70. Got it. Okay. So she's probably collecting that now. She's but if your dad passed, she yeah. gets a widow benefit. Oh, okay. Yeah, a, spa- a, okay. a survivor benefit. So, so she that's collect, what she meant. Yes. Because <clears throat> I've heard her, her fathers. I've heard her talking about it. Um, so she is doing well financially, um, but she did mention that her and my dad didn't even weren't even able to think about retirement or, or saving for retirement till like you know thirty eight, age thirty eight. Because you're 39. one of how many children? 
we have a big family, one of one of eight kids, and my mom had me at age 35. So they already had five kids at age 35, and it wasn't until you know around that time they were like, oh shoot, we I suppose we should think about retirement. <laughs> um, so they started putting money away or, or you know investing in a 401k or things like that. So thankfully, even but that wasn't you know that's not ideal. A, a lot of people nowadays probably start earlier than that so me watching her go through his financial um you know files and get everything in order so that she's okay because she's not working she's 68 she'll be okay for for a while and i was and but that was just good for me to see and be conscious absolutely of. so that's why at age 27 28 i was like oh i should probably think that's, about i'm sure this. that's like a wake-up call to watch your mom go through that and probably wonder like, it was. is she gonna be okay Ex- exactly i was worried about her and i was like um is she gonna be all right is she gonna have to move in with me like right. what's gonna go on <laughs> what's, gonna, know. what's gonna happen um but Within about a year of my dad passing, she kind of figured out all the finances and she's on a fixed income, but it's definitely enough for her to yeah, be Did you okay. have a pension too? Um, both he and my mom worked in New York public schools for mm-hmm. about 10 years, so I'm sure there's something from that pension. But, um, but then he moved on to IBM and another uh, software company. And uh, I think a majority of what she's getting now is probably from IBM. That's good. So that was helpful probably for her. So she got his mm-hmm. social security mm-hmm. he can step up, which mm-hmm. is higher. Mm-hmm. If he if your mom stayed at home with the kids, yeah. she would get to step up to his. And then the pensions, she'd get her own and then hopefully part of his. Mm-hmm. And then whatever he saved. Mm-hmm. Which is good. Mm-hmm. Not that you wouldn't want your mom to live with you. Right. But... No. I mean, maybe, maybe in like 10, 15 years yeah, or maybe something. Yeah, maybe like a little bit longer. <laughs> right. Longer. I still want to feel a little young and have some freedom, but... Um, yeah, no, I wouldn't mind that in the future. But um, but seeing how she went through it, I was like, oh, this is very stressful. It was it was stressful until she was able to figure it out, speak with an accountant, and they went through everything. And it, I was like, oh, okay, she's all right. And they thought ahead, not as, you know, they didn't start it as early as I, I feel like people think about nowadays. But I was like, all right, that's good for me to know. But that was like the impetus for you to be like, very okay, much. I need to figure this out because I don't want to be in a position like that and then right. not be as well off as your mom. Exactly, exactly. So So you got it all together. Well, I appreciate that feedback because I definitely don't feel like that on a daily basis. But but yeah, no, I I am thinking about these things. So I think the key for you is going to be figuring out your student loan payment to making making sure that it's not advantageous for the lending company Mm -hmm. and advantageous for you. Mm -hmm. And then that way you can maybe, if you don't get it all paid off in June, but maybe all get it paid off in October mm-hmm. and, and kind of sticking with it for a little bit longer. But then you have all that money back in your budget. So then you can be in the 403B mm-hmm. and you could probably travel too. I know. That's like my biggest goal of my 30s. Okay. Really. I mean, obviously I, I want to, you know, get married and have children. And, Same. You know, I mean, go, I find anyone who but, has a brother. But, you know, that's not happening now. So I'm like, let's travel. Right. But, take advantage of being yeah, single that's, and free. That's the goal until, you know, something tells me otherwise. So I would really like to do that. But it's, I have to say, it's it's like these loans that have been holding me back. Well, I feel now. like if, if you could get 2000 a year for a vacation, do you think that would be good? Oh, yeah. That's more than enough. I would okay, think. great. I think that is absolutely manageable. We can figure that out. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm ready for that plan. <laughs> okay. So we are going to figure out your loans and we'll make sure they get paid off and we'll set up your 403B and we'll get you a vacation fund. And we'll check back with you in six months. Do you have any other questions? No, this was very, I feel a a lot better talking about these things because usually it's me like trying to wrap my head around it in my head and 
you know, no one really likes to talk about finances. I know that's the thing like that, that stinks so about finances is everyone this. keeps it really quiet and yeah. everyone has the same struggles. Yeah. And the answer is usually, in my opinion, come down to education, understanding what you're working towards mm-hmm. and how to get there. And it doesn't matter what your income level is or what your debt situation or saving situation, but the struggles are usually consistent. There's just a lack of information out there or mm-hmm. unbiased Right, so the student loan company isn't going to educate you on this, right? Because they right. want to make money. Right. And they right. might, but they're not going to make it as digestible as they could. Right, right. So, I, I mean, I appreciate you uh, asking me to come here today and talk about this. It takes away the the struggle and the shame of finances. And oh, there should be no shame. <laughs> well, there is so, no shame sometimes in this game. When you, when you feel like the, the, you have a long road ahead, there's some shame in that. Um, no, you've done a great job tackling these loans. You're in the home stretch. You just want to make sure you're making ma- making every dollar work mm-hmm. for you. Well, I appreciate that. So, yeah, thank you for the advice and uh, uh, our plan that we'll put together afterwards. Yes, yeah, so we'll talk to you in six months. So thank awesome. you for listening <laughs> about how to make your money work for you. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.